Fair Family Fun Center Studio. It's a Bill King show. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. Go get it, dog. I'm a man. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. I is sitting on a firecracker. And suits so fine, they made Sinatra look like a hobo. It's a fantastic day for the United States of America. It's a Bill King show. Call or text now. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Call us or send us a text on the WNSR text line. 615-844-5600. 615-844-5600. Call or text. Same number. Red 7. I don't know what Red 7 means. Brought to you by Omni Nashville Hotel. Fifth Avenue, downtown. Hot Rock. That's what we call a sack lunch. I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. He'll be back with us Tuesday, just because of the scheduling next week. Brad, the first item here is from former Aggie quarterback, Texas A&M Aggie quarterback David Walker, wants to know, and this is from DraftKings, what do you make of these championship game odds, meaning the winner? Michigan plus 215, then Georgia plus 255, Bama's third, he wants you to acknowledge that at number three at 650 in Oregon, number four. Uh, Well, I mean, it just, you know, if Alabama were to happen to make the playoffs, I mean, they'd probably go to the favorite because that would assume the, that they'd, you know, win out, and which would include a win over Georgia, which, I mean, their power ring is going to be upgraded significantly, and there's a chance that, you know, Alabama might get the one seed. So that, that's why they're – you know, the, their futures are, are the third shortest. Uh, is with they're, they're the third favorite at this point. Uh, with that being said, I mean, there's still going to be an underdog against Georgia in the SEC championship game. That's about a four-point spread there. Uh, the, the other ones, I mean, Georgia and Michigan shouldn't be a surprise. I don't think Oregon should be either. I mean, if Oregon makes back to championship game right now, you can bet the game if they play Washington. Oregon's about a six-and-a-half-point favorite, so – uh, Oregon's also, uh, if they went out and they're favored to do so, uh, that, that's why they're sitting there with the four short, shortest odds. If Alabama beats Georgia and Georgia doesn't get in, Georgia would still be favored over every team in the playoff, right? Uh no, I mean, you know, Michigan wins out and wins and covers. I mean, Michigan probably, be, you know, you know, would be number one in a lot of people's power ratings. So, no, that 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 wouldn't be the case because you I mean downgrade Georgia at that point. So, would they be favored over a few teams? Yeah, but uh, uh, and it also depends. I mean, how bad would, did Alabama beat Georgia? Was it on the last second? Uh, this type of thing was it fluky or, or were they? I mean, did Alabama control matters? So complicated because. You know, I, I understand it because a lot of years you can say, yep, they still would be. It's just there's not much separating these four or five teams this year like there is most years, Bill. I mean, we're going to get some very competitive point spreads in the semifinals. If Washington loses before the championship game, the Pac-12 championship game, or let's say they're undefeated until they get there and then Oregon beats them and both teams have one loss, would Georgia with one loss get in over – 
the Pac-12 champion one-loss team? Uh, I think they get – well, with Georgia, I, I don't – you got to value conference championships at some yeah. point. Uh, I don't I don't think Georgia would get in over Oregon uh, if Oregon were to win out. Uh, they have a stronger possibility of getting in over Washington if they went out. Well, I, I know everyone has all these scenarios and, oh, well, what if this happens, what if this happens, usually plays itself out. <laughs> so I, I, I'm i not great for talk radio in some of those regards. I know people are giving me, you know, disaster scenarios where all the favorites went out and then what, what would the SEC champion get left out if Alabama were to beat Georgia type of thing. So I, I'm i usually not – because it's statistically such an improbability, I usually don't don't even, you know, sit and contemplate a lot of that stuff. All right, let me speak for Joe Sixpack here. Washington and Corvallis. Oregon State's a good ball club. I've watched them a bunch this year, but Oregon State's favored by two. Is that surprising? Uh, no, I think Oregon State's the right side. Uh, we did see a little bit of Washington money show in the marketplace yesterday where it was as high as two and a half, and then it's down to one now. So, uh, man, uh, I, I'm not surprised because, number one, Oregon State's really good at home compared to what they are on the road. I mean, they have won and covered 16 of their last 17 home games. So, uh, tough place to play. Washington, also a little fraudulent. I mean, they've won six straight games by 10 points or less. So, that's the team easily could have lost a game or two. So, And that's how you treat it when, when you're doing a power rating. So, no, I think Oregon State's the right side. I'm not surprised they're favored, and I think they beat Washington. Johnny Vegas, obviously very excited about UNLV in the season that they've had. Ask Brad as a percentage, what chance does UNLV have to beat Air Force in Colorado tomorrow? I mean, 40%. uh, It really depends. It maybe goes up if Air Force is quarterback and fullback don't play. So uh, it's only a three-point spread here where Air Force is favored by three. So, uh, probably 40 to 45 percent chance to give UNLV a win in that game. If they do, then it comes down to next week's game against San Jose State, where I mean UNLV wins out. I mean they're hosting the Mountain West Championship game, and as of right now, I mean this has been a historic season for UNLV, one of the best seasons in the, in the history of the program, and that's year one under Barry Odom. So uh, they got a hell of a fighting chance here. Air Force has really taken down several notches the last two weeks, losing outright as a favorite back to back weeks, 18 plus point favorite. So uh, yeah, I mean, it's close to 50-50 tomorrow. Tom in Myrtle Beach says, guys, historically, with the exception of 2020 and 2021, Ohio State-Michigan struggled the week before the game. Michigan is plus 20 versus Maryland. Ohio State plus 28 versus Minnesota. Is it safe to take the underdog and the points this week? Yeah, we saw that in the marketplace. That was one of the first moves. On Monday, uh, Maryland and Minnesota both took money in the marketplace, and we haven't seen buyback on the favorite, at least at this point. So, yeah, I mean, ultimate look-ahead spot, and uh, not only look-ahead, but you're laying a lot of points, and you always, whenever you're laying a lot of points, you always have to ask, what's the motivation for margin? I'm not sure it's there for either team. I think Michigan might have a little bit more motivation just because of everything that's going on. Uh, Ohio State, I, I don't see it. I mean, Minnesota's one of my favorite plays of the week. Jason in Willoughby, Ohio, ask Brad to do the unthinkable and bless a Pac-12 teaser for Oregon, or excuse me, for Utah and Washington. 
Uh, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I don't do it. I, not happening. So, <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I'm just, I, I'm not doing it. I know somebody gave out because there's, I've seen some people that I respect doing a few teasers because of these low totals in the twenties. Yeah. Um, but it, they lost. I mean, they teased Rutgers last week, twenty-two nothing. So they lost. <laughs> Brad, you know what the lock was last week, and I I really thought about being irresponsible and actually betting real money, not just a little nickel and dime stuff like I always do on Missouri plus two and a half. I just. I, the way Tennessee collapses on the road, to me, that was just a giveaway. A lot of money was on Tennessee. so But, no, no. Uh, you know, a few people told me, you know, Missouri. So, I, you know, uh, it was, uh, you know, an easy result if you would have bet it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, that was Tennessee's worst performance of the season, Missouri's best. Uh, I, uh, the, the guy, a lot of people that I respect were, were, were on Tennessee, and obviously. Yeah, so. I know. Had egg no, on the face, to say the least. Yeah, I, I, you know, I wasn't. I, I lean Tennessee. I, I mean, I, I didn't totally see it, but uh, yeah, I mean, that was one where, uh, you know, obviously Missouri. The guys in this town are having struggles with Missouri. That being said, I wouldn't be a bit surprised. Florida, I think Florida's the right side this week. What's the right side of the Georgia minus 10, 10 and a half, 11, whatever that current number is, at Rocky Top? Yeah, I'm not wild about this game, but instinct tells me Tennessee just buy low, sell high, because this line traded. I've, I've watched this point spread. It's been up since spring. You can bet it at multiple sports books, and it, it hardly ever budged. It was always Georgia 7 and a half to 9 all year long. That's six months. And now all of a sudden, you know, Georgia best performance of the season. Tennessee worst performance this season. Now we're trading 10, 10 and a half. So, I mean, just historically for me, uh, being price sensitive, that says Tennessee. Uh, a small bet for me, Tennessee 10 and a half. But I, I mean, uh, when, when you see what Tennessee did last week, and here's the thing, uh, not only was it, you know, bad on the scoreboard, I mean, stuff can happen. You can have a bunch of turnovers, meltdown, and stuff like that. There was questionable effort last week on tape. I mean, particularly on defense, it was not a good look. So that that that, ha- that cautions me from having a bigger bet on Tennessee this week. It wasn't as bad as the South Carolina game when they gave up sixty something, but it resembled it was a it was a poor man's version of that effort. Yeah, he's had a few of them. Uh, I just. Certain player, undisciplined, uh, man, players just, I mean, it, it, it's bad. And I watch a lot of football, and they, they've had two or three of those where, I mean, it really shows with them where I, I just question whether they even want to be there. So I know a lot of people say that, but uh, because of the result, they didn't want to play or what type of thing. But I'm telling you, it showed on tape where, I mean, I, 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 mean, I use the word loafing. I mean, I saw loafing on that defense. In some instances, uh, it, not a good look at all for, for the volunteers. Hawkeye Jason asked Brad about Penn State being a 20-and-a-half point favorite over Rutgers. He said, I don't trust James Franklin after an outright loss, and Penn State's offense can look very Iowa-ish at times. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I lean Rutgers. I'm waiting to see if 21 pops. It hasn't moved all week. 
for the most part. I mean, we've been sitting at 20 and a half for a majority of the week here, so I'm just waiting for 20, to get a 21 to bet Rutgers. Nothing big, but that's certainly when you got a total of 40 and a half. Give me the, give me the three touchdown underdog in that regard. So, but I'll say this: I mean, Rutgers leaves a little bit to be desired offensively. I mean, they did just lose 22 nothing to that Iowa team. That Penn's. I mean, you hate using transitive scores and whatnot. Uh, but Penn State beat Iowa 31 nothing. Iowa beat Rutgers 22 nothing. So, I mean, there is a reason why Penn State's uh, laying three touchdowns here. Matt Smith, good friend, says, Brad, is there value in analyzing how G5 slash FCS teams historically treat games against P5 teams? Goes on to say, UAB had been a team that seemed to always be overvalued versus P5 teams thinking a team like New Mexico State may just punt the Auburn game tomorrow with two big conference games ahead. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the sharpest takes, and the market agrees with that. The expectation is New Mexico State's going to punt tomorrow, and by punt, they might not play their quarterback. So we've seen money on Auburn all week, and that's probably my favorite one of those matchups this week to play on. I think Auburn Brad, what's, what's the Auburn number? 24, 24 and a half right now. Wow. More Brad as we continue. Brad Powers, bradpowersports.com. I'm the National Hotel. Good morning. Still running a little bit slower than normal through Robertson County on 24 westbound around the 27-mile marker. That's uh, headed up towards Pleasant View on that earlier car fire. Traffic's still a little bit heavy also on 24 coming in right now from Rutherford County uh, as you work your way up through the Hickory Hollow area out of Murfreesboro towards Nashville. Again, that's just still very heavy all the way up to Bell Road. Hey, get rid of that old junk car right now by calling Cash for Junk Cars Boswell Towing at 615-979-7897. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. And now, all good heat and air is reminding motorists to slow down on our roadways, keep an eye out for kids at play, and never text and drive. This message is brought to you by All Good Heat and Air, serving the community for five years. For all your HVAC home service plans, give the pros a call today at 931-575-7039. 931-575-7039. That's All Good Heat and Air, going the extra mile for safety. They're professionals who care. How about Thanksgiving, though? Right here at the Omni. Experiences matter here at the Omni. Celebrate Thanksgiving right here at Kitchen Notes with its amazing and expansive holiday brunch that can only add to the wonderful memories of the holiday season. The Kitchen Notes Thanksgiving Feast features multiple entrees, including sorghum, glazed ham, and pan-seared salmon, while the action stations boast smoked prime rib, and tender roasted turkey with all the traditional fixings. You're going to not want to forget that. So good. Also, save up some room for those very sweet endings. Thanksgiving brunch with family and friends at Kitchen Notes. Meals for children ages 5 and younger are complimentary. Make your reservations now by visiting kitchennotesnashville.com. Get you some delicious food. 
In a single moment, everything can change. When a player's sudden cardiac event brought a national football game to a halt, it shone a spotlight on the importance of CPR readiness. Now, with youth sports in full swing, the American Heart Association is rallying parents and coaches to be ready in an emergency. To be ready, learn hands-only CPR. It's a skill anyone can learn in minutes. Visit heart.org slash hands-only CPR and become a lifesaver today. The Tennessee State Tigers riding in the first winning season since 2017 close out the regular season Saturday at Nissan Stadium against longtime rival Tennessee Tech in a matchup in the new Big South OVC Alliance. Hello, this is Greg Pogue inviting you to join former Titans wide receiver Chris Sanders and me on the game broadcast Saturday right here on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. Pre-game show at 1.30, kickoff at 2. That's Tennessee State versus Tennessee Tech in the season finale Saturday afternoon right here on Nashville Sports Radio. Bill King is the mother 12th data point of college football. You are listening to The Bill King Show, the only college football radio show proven to make you smarter about college football. Royal Payne says, Bill, ask Brad if Oregon, Bama, and Texas had a round robin this weekend, council bluffs, let's say, who would be favored and by how much? Uh, I would have Oregon won over Alabama at this point. I don't think a lot of people would be stunned by that because Alabama's, you know, historic tradition and they're ascending, but, you know, statistically Oregon's far superior. Uh, so Oregon won over Bama, and then uh, the, the the other team in the mix, Texas, uh, getting healthier. But uh, Texas would actually be about a six-point underdog to Oregon and do the math, five-point underdog to, to Alabama right now. Question here, Brad, about Oregon and Dan Lanning. Dan Lanning has said, and I believe him, I don't think this is the Nick Saban at Miami saying I'm not taking the Alabama job, and then he does. He, at a press conference, said, I love it here. We've got all the resources. I've got uh, three kids, 13, 12, 11, wonderful place to live. I'm not leaving. I believe him. Now, I don't mean that's forever, but I don't think A&M could get him. Having said that, is A&M a better job than Oregon? Good question. I, uh, I was I was debating that earlier. I was playing mental volleyball with it because at Oregon now you got Phil Knight, so you have unlimited resources too. Yeah, and you're going to the Big Ten. I I think Oregon's a better job to be honest with you right now. They'd have stayed in the Pac-12. I would said probably no, but now that now they have not only Phil Knight money, now they're going to have Big Ten TV contract money. Keep in mind, Big Ten teams coming up here are going to be making more than the SEC teams because they have contracts with three different networks, just the, not the ESPN. I mean, they have contracts with NBC, uh, CBS, and Fox, so and the Big Ten Network. Uh, so, yeah, I'd, I'd rather – I think Oregon's a better job than A&M. 
Yeah, as that contract matures, and I just mean through the years, that thing's supposed to swell to about 80, 90-plus million per team. Yep. That means, that means Northwestern will be making triple what Clemson gets. <laughs> yeah, and hence why a few of the ACC <laughs> teams went out immediately. Brad Powers with us. Brad, might as well talk Michigan release – yesterday from both the Big Ten and Michigan, and it was worded different. Michigan worded it kind of like it's over. Big Ten and Michigan, they've agreed three-game suspension, and basically they say case closed. Big Ten didn't word it that way, but but for now it's over. But it, it felt more open-ended the way the Big Ten worded it. Did you see the same thing? Yeah, uh, I would agree with that. I'm not sure it's totally – done yet so uh we'll, we'll see uh, I mean, it, to me it doesn't impact too much as far as everyone asks me well i mean you got downgrade michigan power rate no as long as he's with the team all week and has the game plan he's there it, it shouldn't affect it i mean you got to be a little concerned next week because uh you know the expectations can be close game and harvard you'd like to have harbaugh an experienced veteran coach uh if he has to make one of the one or two key decisions in the game then Losing that matters, but uh, I uh, I still like Michigan in the game, so uh, it hasn't impacted me too much. Uh, again, it doesn't make for great <laughs> talk radio, but uh, I think it's you know really not that different from Michigan. We didn't see much different from them last week. And they go on the road; it's their toughest test of the season. They pass that test. Michigan, Ohio State. You can bet that right now. What is it? Minus four. What's the number? Five and a half. I, I, I like. I think Michigan should be a touchdown favorite. That's how much I think better uh, Michigan is than, than Ohio State at this point. Wow. So you're saying if you're – when did it balloon to five and a half? Did I just miss that? I thought it was a low, little lower I've, than it, that. It's, it's traded uh, as high as seven in recent weeks. So, uh, yeah, it's five and a half at FanDuel right now. Maybe uh, DraftKings has something different. I'll have to look. Wow. Right now, five and a half, and you like it up to a touchdown. So, if you could get six and a half, you think that's relatively safe? Relatively safe, yeah. I expect uh, money to be on Michigan next week. What's the Auburn-Alabama number going to be? Alabama will be a double-digit road favorite uh, between 10 and 13. Uh, I'm just doing stuff off the top of my head. but uh, Sure. I'm trying to see if that one uh, that one's up yet to bet. Uh, I, I bet it uh, preseason. Uh, I I took Auburn in the game, and boy, for a lot of people, the, the ascension of Alabama, I get it, and they've been improved. But uh, <laughs> can, I've seen better Alabama teams go there and lose. Right now, I see Alabama ten and a half uh, at Auburn. That's DraftKings. Uh, Michigan six at DraftKings over Ohio State. We were talking about that earlier. Not only is there recent history of Auburn beating Nick, but there's history of Hugh Freeze beating Nick. Yeah, and Auburn ascending too. Uh, playing going to be, you know, after they beat New Mexico State, they'll have four straight wins entering that game. So, yeah, that I don't. That's awesome. people are acting like that's a slam dunk, and it's far from it. Sam Pittman's probably getting another year, right? I, I'm not real hopeful though. For the future. Yeah, I couldn't have said it better myself. I, I think he gets another year. 
unless it really, I mean, but unless they lose to FIU this week as a four touchdown plus favorite. But, uh, yeah, I think it's over. I think last week showed that. I mean, that was pathetic. I mean, I understand you lose the game. You're only a two and a half point favorite, but I mean, that's 48 to three. And you think you have some momentum coming off the win over Florida the week prior. I mean, totally unacceptable performance last week. Stuff that gets, you know, that changes an entire, a program type changer. Either coach gets fired or it just never recovers from that uh, type of performance. The reports that Chip Kelly could be or will be unhired after the Southern Cal game, does that affect your thinking on that matchup and the number? It does a little bit because, I, I mean, the number screens, I mean, power ratings say UCLA, uh, but it kind of prevents me from getting too involved there. Uh, it just does. And plus they can't figure out the quarterback situation right now. So uh, UCLA is a bet I made just because I was playing numbers and that's what I do and I got to make you know decisions within matters of seconds uh, when I'm betting these. But uh, I, I'm not looking to, to, to jump back in on UCLA here and bet more. I just it, it, and especially after rewatching the Arizona State UCLA game, I just not good right now in UCLA. With that being said, I'm not sure that I'm firing Chip Kelly to be honest with you. I unless they got somebody really lined up that's really good, and I highly doubt that in a place like UCLA, uh, I it's not looking good right now for them moving forward, especially when they move to the Big Ten next year. Notre Dame had an off week. They host Wake Forest, Sam Hartman's former school. I'm looking at minus twenty four and a half. I need your thoughts there, and part B, who's calling the plays? Is it Gerard Parker? Is it Gino Guadulli? Is it some guy we've never heard of? <laughs> uh, I I lean Wake Forest. I mean, with Notre Dame without a couple of offensive linemen and just that, their inability to, to impress me offensively, I, I, I don't know. They, I know they got margin against USC and Pitt, but keep in mind, in those two games, they scored a total of six non-offensive touchdowns. You can't count on that. So Wake for me plus the 24-and-a-half, I have no idea who's calling plays. And then I think the more pertinent question is who will be calling plays next year because if it's uh, status quo, uh, Marcus Freeman era uh, is in trouble. There's no doubt about that. Marcus Freeman said publicly, Brad, and I know you and I have discussed it, but publicly we are going after a portal quarterback. Last year, very early, you said, I'm hearing Sam Hartman. Are you hearing anything early on about who the next guy could be or the target could be? Yeah, that's a good question. I haven't. It's been pretty quiet. Uh, I don't know. No, I, I, I don't. Uh, I heard some whispers of maybe like a Cam Rising is the one name that I, I heard a little bit. So uh, that, that that's it, though. But nothing with uh, – high confidence like it was Sam Hartman last year. All right. One more item regarding that, and then we'll move on to the games. How attractive is Notre Dame? And it is Notre Dame. I get that part of the attraction, the brand name attractiveness. But considering they took a quarterback with 13,000 yards on his resume and makes it look like he's Barney Fife holding a pistol. How attractive would that be if you're a portal quarterback looking for a quick little home to launch your career? Not very attractive at all. I, I wouldn't do it. Then I I question their ability to get a top five transfer quarterback this go around. 
I agree. I, it's, it, it, I mean, if, if, if you're a transfer portal quarterback, and particularly, Brad, you got a year, right? It's all about yep. stuff in that stat sheet. I mean, it's, some of it's selfish, and there's, hey, more power to you. Are they you going to stuff the stat sheet in that offense? No, <laughs> not not unless they get a new OC. So they get a new OC, it's it's uh, and it's somebody with experience, then it becomes more attractive. But I I don't think they get a top five transfer quarterback. And if you don't get a top five transfer quarterback, why are you getting a transfer quarterback? I'd focus on. I like the Angeli kid. I I can't, I. I do. I'm not saying he's going to be an All-American. I just I think he could be a competent, capable starting quarterback. And then you get C.J. Carr here reporting in about a month. He's going to yep. he's going to practice with the team during bowl games. I don't know. I start building for the future. Royal Payne, ask Brad as he talks about Bama ascending, and they aren't the same team. Does he have a special sauce to add to his power rankings to account for teams gaining steam? For example, Milro being a weapon, disruptive defensive line right now, the way the D's playing, et cetera. Oh, uh, really good question. I mean, sometimes I'm a little bit more aggressive, uh, like the light bulb turns on or off on a team. And, you know, this time of year, I shouldn't be adjusting my power ranks too much. I mean, we're accumulating data points, but there's a big difference between going from in the start of the season from one data point to two than it is from 10 to 11. Uh, just an overall percentage uh, of what that data points were. But teams specific to Alabama, maybe I get a little bit more aggressive and start adjusting their power rating. I'm close to having Alabama where I thought they were at the start of the season. That was, you know, I thought they were a legitimate national title contender. Keep in mind, I mean, hell at the end of September, I thought this might be a three-loss team. So they've certainly risen four or five points here in the last month as far as my power rating. Is there a team, any league, Brad, more improved last year to this year than Missouri? Uh, Arizona for me. Uh, but yeah. I think Arizona that is. I mean, I think Arizona's legit uh, in the Pac-12. I think it's actually unfortunate that they're not sitting here at eight and two or nine and one. Uh, probably should have beaten SC. Probably should have beaten Mississippi State. So. They'd be the one team in the Power Five. I mean, UNLV, I mean, if I'm going nationwide, yes. UNLV yeah. is I, – I, I'm not being – you know, just because I live here, I'm telling you, it, it's legitimate. I mean, they've covered every game but one. They don't have a bad performance this year uh, relative to expectations. So those would be a few. But, I mean, if you're asking me in the top five or six teams across the country, regardless if it's P5 or G5, Missouri would certainly be in the mix. A game that, at least in August, July, looked like it could have some power potential to it. North Carolina and a 6-4 and four Clemson team, and I'm looking at Clemson minus 7.5. Yeah, Clemson took some money yesterday. Coming off, you know, relatively big game, coming off of the key number in college football, that being 7, says, you know, that's saying something. Because remember, Thursday and Friday limits open up. I agree with that. Power rings say Clemson's decide. Um, they're off their, you know, back to back their best performances of the season. So Clemson for me. Is there a rule of thumb regarding this week, pretty much every year, in the SEC where other than Georgia, Tennessee, a lot of brand names clubbing baby seals <laughs> before the rivalry weekend? 
betting-wise, is that dangerous, or could these teams kind of unload their bench and get some reps? Uh, that's a really good question. Always a case-by-case basis. You try. There's guesswork involved. Uh, Alabama routinely hasn't, you know, went out and clubbed baby seals uh, like the markets have expected. Uh, I'm wondering if, you know, Hugh Freeze, I said, I think will, not only because, uh, mainly because New Mexico State, uh, I think is going to rest some people. LSU's the team that the people are asking me, like, style points, uh, like, and they were referring to the playoff. And I was like, I'll give you a team with style points because they're going to try to get uh, Jane Daniels the Heisman Trophy. I, LSU would be a team maybe looking for style points, at least on the offense side of the ball. That, that would be the team that, that uh, I think wants to get margin. I'm looking at what, 31 and a half? 31, yeah, 31 and a half. Uh, markets agreed with that thought process because it was as low as 28 on Sunday. Ooh. Wow. All right, another segment here with Brad. Brad Powers, bradpowersports.com. We'll let you know how you can get all his info. And by the way, he's not doing basketball. He told us last year, last year to do basketball. So, no basketball love, but he's always doing football. Always doing football. All right, take the break. Omni Nashville Hotel. Good morning. Still running a little bit slower than normal through Robertson County on 24 westbound around the 27-mile marker. That's uh, headed up towards Pleasant View on that earlier car fire. Traffic's still a little bit heavy also on 24 coming in right now from Rutherford County uh, as you work your way up through the Hickory Hollow area out of Murfreesboro towards Nashville. Again, that's just still very heavy all the way up to Bell Road. Hey, get rid of that old junk car right now by calling Cash for Junk Cars Boswell Towing at 615-979-7897. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Alpine Concrete is asking listeners to please donate a toy to Toys for Tots this holiday season. You could make a difference in the life of a child. This message is brought to you by Alpine Concrete, serving the greater Nashville area with quality and pride. For all your residential and commercial concrete needs, call today for a free estimate at 615-474-7859. 615-474-7859. That's Alpine Concrete. They're professionals who care. Located at 5410 Murfreesboro Road in the heart of Laverne, City Slickers is one-stop shopping for all your liquor, beer, and wine needs and has been a multiple winner annually in the Best of Rutherford County voting for Best Liquor Store and Top Wine Shop. Featuring the lowest prices, the best customer service with unsurpassed knowledge, City Slickers offers the largest craft beer selection in Rutherford and southeastern Davidson counties and has beer on tap at its Growler Filling Station. City Slickers also sells mixers, sodas, snacks, tobacco products, and the Tennessee Lottery and can place special orders and assist with all your events and even wedding planning. Make sure you follow City Slickers on all their social media or just give them a call at 615-280-7469. That's 615-280-7469. Located in the heart of Laverne, City Slickers. 
golfers. Swing into Edwin Watts Golf Shops for the hottest new fall arrivals from TaylorMade, Callaway, and Titleist. Come by and test drive the new TaylorMade P790 irons, the new Callaway Apex Pro iron sets, and the new Titleist T-Series irons. While you're there, get a free custom fitting on the new arrivals and more. Edwin Watts Golf Shops is your headquarters for all the latest golf gear from all the top manufacturers. Edwin Watts Golf Shops, home of the 90-day satisfaction guarantee. Shop us in-store or online at edwinwattsgolf.com. It's the NFL on Sports USA, and we're in the City of Angels as the Seattle Seahawks swoop into L.A. to face the Rams. The Rams can protect their house with Aaron Donald, then put up points with Puka and Cop. The Hawks can fly downfield thanks to Geno feeding it to Lockett or D.K. Metcalf. Fires to the middle, it's caught! Touchdown, Seattle! D.K. Metcalf! It's the Seahawks at the Rams, this Sunday on Sports USA. Coverage begins at 3 p.m. on WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. Get into the Bill King Show. 615-844-5600. He doesn't charge by the minute. couple more minutes here. Hawkeye Jason says, Brad, it feels like teams like Houston, Oklahoma State, and Indiana are teams that are still hard to figure out. He goes, what about Sparty being a three-and-a-half-point underdog at Indiana? Yeah, Houston and Dana Holgerson. Dana Holgerson's always hard to figure out. It's tough to bet his games, although the market looks like they're betting him. Oklahoma State's down to a six-and-a-half-point favorite. I got to look into that one. I kind of like Oklahoma State. I did bet Michigan State this week, and we saw some money pouring into the market in the last 24 hours, went from four and a half down to three and a half. Uh, anything above a field goal, I think, is pretty good on Sparty. I, they haven't totally given up yet. I know last week wasn't great uh, on the road against Ohio State, but uh, they, you know they got a recent win over Nebraska. Uh, yeah, I just Indiana's been playing well, but now you go from being the the, the, the hunter to the hunted as far as the point spread. So Michigan State for me. I'll try and make this uncomplicated. This last week, the Big 12, 12 weeks into the season, changed the wording of their tiebreaker. And it goes like this. Texas is one slot. But then you had Oklahoma, Kansas State, and who am I leaving out? Kansas State, Oklahoma, and there's a third team there. Oklahoma that, State. Yeah, Oklahoma Yes, Oklahoma State, yeah. Those three sitting there potentially with a three-way tie. And number one is always going to be head-to-head, which Oklahoma State beat the other two. The other two don't play each other with the league expanding in teams. The next kind of weird wording I think meant – percentage winning percentage against common opponents and apparently that would have actually favored Kansas State anyways they changed the wording Brad this week to make it count the most where Oklahoma's wins over the other two would put them in the two slot I know that's crazy if you're listening it's confusing I guess my question is what sets up best for you as a better what were you needing what were you wanting 
Oh, for me, uh, tech, I mean, I'm shocked. So Texas, Oklahoma would have been preference for me as far as a big 12 championship game. Cause I bet both teams to win the conference. Uh, what do I expect? I mean, just if I'm going on odds the last couple of games, I mean, Texas, Oklahoma state seems like the most likely scenario, uh, just cause Oklahoma state plays BYU next week. They're favored this week. So I think they'll win out and they, they should have the tiebreakers over the other teams cause they beat them. Keep in mind, Iowa state's still in the mix if they were to have an upset Texas this week. I mean, they're sitting there five and two in the conference. Uh, so they're not totally out of it yet. I seems like a total mess. And, um, they had the perfect scenario when everyone played one another in the round robin. Now, you know, when you added a bunch of teams, not, not everyone played one another, so you get a mess like this. Jeff, too, says, Bill, ask Brad. He's a NFL Giants fan. He goes, I'm kicking myself not betting the Giants-Cowboys game last week because it was a lock that Dallas was going to roll over a terrible Giants team using a third-string quarterback. Are the Giants safe to bet against the point spread the rest of the year? Well, uh, there was a 17-point spread in the NFL. I mean, that's about as high as it gets last week. So the expectation was Dallas was going to beat them up pretty good. So I I know they usually want to cover, but this ain't college football. I mean, you don't get 17-point spreads too much. And then another, another thing you don't get is, uh, you know, a losing team like Washington laying nine this week in a division game with a total of 37. I mean, Giants are being priced like the worst team in football as far as the NFL goes. So uh, what do I do? I, I'm i not saying auto-fade the Giants. I mean, because there's going to be a point in time where, I mean, it's just <laughs> it's going to be too expensive to fade a team like that. And if anything, I'd actually lean their way this week. I mean, that's just I can't lay nine with Washington. Brad, let's finish with this. Colorado and Pullman, Washington tonight. Late game, unless you're out there where Brad is. Not so late, but is Colorado going to be bowl eliminated tonight? I hope so. Because, uh, I mean, I still got wind hole bets that uh, were looking dead in the water a month ago, and they come, they've come around. Uh, market hit the best. I haven't bet the game tonight. Uh, we've seen a little money on the under tonight. Uh, we've seen Colorado money. I will say this. If you're looking to bet Colorado, probably do so now. We see Colorado money come in on game day all year long, whether it's professional, square, it comes in constantly. Uh, the only time it didn't, I think, was against Oregon, and obviously that proved to be right with Oregon smashing them. But, uh, so bet Colorado as early as possible. If you're looking to bet Washington State, wait till kickoff. You might get a three out there tonight. Brad, tell everybody how they can get your info. BradPowerSports.com, dead top of the page. Click on the Bill King tab, 40 bucks for the rest of the season. It's a newsletter. You can download past issues for free. Brad, we will see you Tuesday, correct? Yes, Tuesday. Yep. I'll talk to you guys then. Take care. Okay, Good luck on your bets. Appreciate it there. Brad does a exemplary job every week with us. Got to get to break here. One more break. Next week, just a reminder, a condensed week. No Thursday, Friday show. We will be guesting Monday, a very rare lifting of the rule of law on the show about no guesting on Mondays. A strict rule. Monday, though, we will lift it. Very rare time we do that, but we will lift it. Ole Miss Evie with us Monday. Jay Book with us Monday. Kevin Hagan with us Tuesday. And the other guests in their normal spots now. I didn't want to start messing with that. And Brad with us on Tuesday. 
Took out some folks to finagle there, but that's that's what we got so far. One more break. Omni Nashville Hotel. Good morning. Still running a little bit slower than normal through Robertson County on 24 westbound around the 27-mile marker. That's uh, headed up towards Pleasant View on that earlier car fire. Traffic's still a bit heavy also on 24 coming in right now from Rutherford County uh, as you work your way up through the Hickory Hollow area out of Murfreesboro towards Nashville. Again, that's just still very heavy all the way up to Bell Road. Hey, get rid of that old junk car right now by calling Cash for Junk Cars Boswell Towing at 615-979-7897. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Brad Fowler, Century 21 Right Realty is asking listeners to please donate a toy to Toys for Tots this holiday season. You can make a difference in the life of a child. Brad Fowler, Century 21 Right Realty is our area's premier and most trusted real estate professional, backed by years of experience. So if you're buying, selling, moving, or improving, give the pros a call today at 615-519-3339. 615-519-3339. That's Brad Fowler, Century 21 Right Realty. He's a professional who cares. When you've experienced the loss of a loved one, you can trust SAG Funeral Home to guide you through the process of honoring their life. At SAG Funeral Home, they pride themselves in serving families in Nashville and surrounding areas with dignity, respect, and compassion. The staff is experienced in a variety of funeral services and can help you celebrate your loved one, no matter your religion, cultural budget, family, and veteran-owned funeral home. And cremations now are handled all in one location. We'll help create a personalized experience to pay tribute to your loved loved one's unique life. Ask about the pre-planning service as well. SAG Funeral Home. Serving Nashville and Middle Tennessee for over 40 years. In your time of need, you need someone you can trust who can provide comfort to your family in a very professional way. SAG Funeral Home, 1503 Buchanan Street. Call today, 615-244-5044. 615-244-5044. SAG Funeral Home. For comfort and care in your time of need. SAG Funeral Home. Proud sponsor of TSU Football on Double WNSR. Are you ready for a touchdown of flavor and excitement? Look no further than Sam's Place and Sam's Sports Grill. The ultimate destination for great food, fantastic drinks, and game time atmosphere that will have you cheering for more. Sam's is the place for every sports fan and food lover with over 40 TVs at every location. Sam's has a family-friendly atmosphere where everyone can have a blast. From their friendly staff to awesome kids' menu, they've got something for everyone. Online at samsplace.net or samsportsgrill.com or call and find the nearest location to you. At Sam's, the game is always on and the fun never stops. It's a Bill King Show. We are college football centric. That is the sun that warms our planet that we live on. Our planet actually isn't flat or round. It's an oblong spheroid. And we are here to proselytize about it, edify it every day on this here radio show. Weekday mornings beginning at 6 on Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM. 
got biscuits. Kitchen Notes at the Omni Nashville Hotel does. And Bill King loves them all. Just looking at all these clubbing baby seal games. LSU's favorite by 31 and a half. They play Georgia State. Now, Florida, Missouri. There's your matchup. Missouri's favorite by 11 and a half. Florida State, not in the SEC. You want me to do you a favor of Florida State yet? Should I say yet? Don't know when that's going to happen or if that's going to happen. That's the preferred future home. I don't even see a number on that game. Maybe I'm missing out on it. I don't even see a number. The Chattanooga-Alabama game, I don't see much of a number there either. And that Auburn game, I think they were saying, Brad was saying, what, 24, 24 and a half. Take a look at that. The thinking is Auburn will want to win and win big. Then you have the Iron Bowl. Now, Kevin talked extensively earlier about the Iron Bowl and how difficult it can be to beat Nick. Or to be, and and flip side, how they've struggled in that game against Auburn. That's, That's, think about it. If you're Hugh Freeze, Year one has been about like you probably felt. You're trying to find the personality and also implement your system into this program. And I think he's done a pretty good job this year of that. I really do. And the future, I think, is bright for Auburn football. This would be a fantastic cherry on top to finish off this college football season is to ruin Alabama season two ways. Number one, you lose to Auburn. That's awful. That's like Michigan, Ohio state. That's awful for 365 days. And then number two, you knock them out of contention, right? You screw all that up. That one's going to be fun. All of that next Saturday, a week from Saturday, is going to be fun. Egg Bowl on Thursday is going to be fun. But back to this scenario about Alabama winning out, Georgia losing maybe last second to Alabama, Washington's undefeated, either Michigan, Ohio State's undefeated, Florida State's undefeated, Georgia gets left out. The chances of all those lining up simultaneously are not good. Washington could lose to Oregon State Saturday. Washington could lose to Oregon in the championship game rematch. Auburn could upset Alabama. Now, I'm not picking those necessarily, and I don't think Alabama loses to Auburn, but it's not beyond the realm. It's not. All of that lining up to where that is what we're dealing with is unlikely just based on history, just based on the odds. Something will happen there that throws that particular scenario off. It's likely that happens. Something will throw 
that scenario off to where it doesn't line up that perfectly. Tulane plays the Florida Atlantic Owls, and they're favored on the road. That's an early game, Saturday. They're favored by 9.5. Remember, if we had a 12-team playoff, Tulane would be in it. Ranked number 24, and I believe, what is this, the AP I'm looking at? I think that's right. Either way, they'd get in. Yeah, Tulane would be in. Willie Fritz, the job he has done there at Tulane has been fantastic. And that team would be in if if it plays out this way, if it keeps playing out this way. Do you hear Willie Fritz's name legitimately for some of these openings? For example, if you're Willie Fritz and Mississippi State came calling, geographically not that far from each other, not that far, he knows that terrain, that real estate. I'm sure they go open to Mississippi and recruit like they do Louisiana and eastern Texas, Panhandle, Florida, all of that into Alabama, I'm sure they do, and do a very good job of it. Would you rather be at Tulane where you can win the league every year or join an SEC team where you have to big-time overachieve? And the money's going to be better. Don't know what Mississippi State's thinking. I like the idea of Rich Rod, but would you, if you're Willie Fritz, would you do it just because of the SEC upgrade knowing you're not going to win there relative to the way you're winning in your current location. You're not. There's a 0% chance you're going to duplicate what you're doing at Tulane at Mississippi State. And you have to remember, the league's only getting harder. Another idea or consideration, we're talking about clubbing baby seals. Eventually, which may be in... Let's say 25, when the SEC goes to nine games, which I think they will. That's not done or agreed upon or approved yet. Now, all those baby SEAL games go away. Just because of squeezing the schedule. That's another question that the future will, at some point, present us with the answer. Have a fantastic weekend, y'all. A fantastic... Already have plans for Thanksgiving. Lots of turkey. We're also smoking a brisket on Thanksgiving. Little little side note there, in case you're wondering. Lodgepop.